Hi there, I'm Jolene McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Bill D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. All right, Mike, our first question is from Nancy in New York. Do you still think the tech sector will continue to be as strong in the new year as it has been? And to what extent does inflation impact tech? Well, this is a great question, and it has a lot of ver different variables and components to them. So I want to kind of hope to address a lot of them. First and foremost is tech is one of the best places to, quote unquote, I, I would say hide or uh, be allocated to in this type of rising inflationary type of environment. There are a lot of industries and subsectors, particularly like consumer staples, that is very susceptible to rising input costs because of inflation on their bottom line. If you look at like the producer price index and just the regular cost of a lot of goods that are inputs into what you buy on a regular daily basis, with them going up, companies obviously have to raise prices or their margins will compress. And one of the factors that has been really astounding in the entire rebound from the COVID lows is how wide companies have been able to hold their profit margins. And it's largely due to pro productivity and certain advancements within technology. So tech doesn't have a lot of those just generic input prices for like cost of goods sold, for example, where they do get hit with a little bit of inflation is wage inflation to pay a lot of their employees. And one of the things that has happened in the post-COVID time period is you're starting to see pricing power. But by pricing power, I mean, when you look at wage inflation, that's obviously there. It's very evident. Um, people are obviously being paid more and compensated more for their services. And that's only probably going to continue because in previous years, you saw like a 3% increase in people's salaries. It's probably going to be more this, this year, largely because of inflation and input costs rising. So tech doesn't necessarily, and tech has a lot of pricing power with their uh, products and stuff. So um, technology doesn't really get hit by the inflationary uh, pressures that a lot of other companies and sectors of the economy actually do. So I think we've said this in the past, that tech can be a good place. Looking forward into next year, I mean, tech represents a really significant portion of the S&P 500. And that's one of the things that we talk about very constantly here. And one of the variables that you have to look at in terms of like forecasts and outlooks on everything is where you're looking in terms of like earnings growth on a prolonged period of time and a, and a longer term basis. And coming out of COVID, technology faced some of the absolute worst COVID comps that you could potentially see, largely because everybody migrated to different tech platforms in the time period where you saw some of that COVID weakness. But it's really hard to say exactly where tech is going to go next year. Some of the comps get a little bit easier on a year over year basis. But at the same time, you know, the past since 2017, the technology sector in 2017 re recorded a 34.3 percent return. 2018, it was largely flat. It was down 0.67 percent. 2019, it was up 37.8 percent. 2020, it was up 50 and a half percent. Year to date, it's up 21.22 percent. So it's unrealistic to continue to expect those types of rates of return on a yearly basis every single year. That's one of the things that concerns me with tech is largely that it's done so well over the course of the past few years. 
can revenues continue to grow at the same pace? Can earnings continue to accelerate at the same pace to sustain and justify the current level of valuations in the marketplace? So that is my one primary concern with tech. I'm all for innovation, acceleration, and all the breakthroughs that are happening throughout the world. But tech has been one of the staples in terms of returns that we've seen since this 2017 time period. All right. Phil, our next question is from Gregory in New Jersey. Can you talk about Friday's sell-off? Yeah, certainly. So Friday, uh, go figure, the day after Thanksgiving, the first time that you know, we gave the team the day off, which promptly was over by about eight o'clock in the morning when a lot of us had to work again. Um, you know, the, the Omicron variant uh, was dis, was uh, found out in South Africa, um, a lot of travel restrictions, et cetera, put in place. Um, you know, what do we think? Uh, look, I, I think Friday was very light volume. Uh, it was a, a good excuse to sell stocks uh, into a year that, you know, we've had terrific performance thus far uh, that no one really expected. So I would really think it is an excuse, uh, partly because the markets never discount the same news twice. And when you look at markets, they're really a discounting mechanism, uh, looking out at future economic and events and, and trying to, you know, find the right price. Uh, I don't think that, you know, unless this is the end of, uh, you know, uh, human population, uh, that this is something new that the markets don't know. I do think that we're trying to work through a new period in which, you know, you will see this going on for quite some time, maybe the next three to five years, unfortunately, of these kind of rolling uh, lockdowns or, or more so rolling, you know, border restrictions with countries, which may inhibit free trade going forward. Uh, we've seen uh, that, you know, go on in the past. And I worry that that could be the new new. However, it looks like a lot of these pharmaceutical companies and a lot of the drugs that are out there uh, are really okay for these variants uh, or there's potential, uh, you know, we heard of another 100 days and they'll have a vaccine for that. So um, I don't think this is the end of the story. However, we do think the market short term, you know, have been pricey and uh, you're bound to get sell offs on, on news like that. I think when you look at the low volume of market participants that were in on Friday, and when you look at those who did a lot of the selling, uh, it seems to me that there was a lot of individual retail investors out on what's called margin, borrowing money to buy stocks. Uh, and as you know, you have volatility comes into play, some of those are forced to liquidate. And I think that's what we saw a little bit. So I wouldn't look into it too much. Um, however, you know, uh, the markets are going to be jittery around anything uh, that has to deal with COVID. But again, in terms of the overall picture, are we going to see a march? you know, of, of almost two years ago now because of this new variant, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. But this is why it pays to be balanced, pays to have stocks and bonds in a diversified portfolio uh, for days like that when, when things happen. I mean, we saw, you know, the, the benchmark for bonds, the Barclays aggregate, you know, up uh, 70 basis points, almost 1% uh, on Friday. And that shows you, you need something to zig when everything else zags. And that's why we're building diversified portfolios, because you don't know what's going to happen in the markets. But you can look at the past towards, you know, uh, a predictor and, and make your best guesses and stay balanced, stay diversified and constantly rebalance. And if your situation changes, feel free to call us because we need to know that. So that was my take on Friday. 
Yeah, I, I like a lot of those answers. And I'm basically in complete agreement with you with that, too. And we talked about that a lot this morning. Um, I mean, one of the first things that's going to happen is recency bias, where everybody's going to revert back to the March of 2020 and expect the same thing. And I mean, I think a lot of it is going to depend on how governments respond to this new variant, which is going to be very interesting. I think that some of the preliminary data that we've gotten out of South Africa right now shows that it is a very contagious virus, but the symptoms are extremely mild. And if that is actually the case, that is not necessarily a bad thing because it's going to go a long way to actually reaching herd immunity around the globe, which is going to be tough. And I don't want to discount the human capital thing. And I'm obviously not a you know medical specialist, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be as bad as the original COVID outbreak, especially if it is mild and it does not result in a lot of deaths. But I mean, breath had been deteriorating a little bit beneath the surface of the markets. So that was almost kind of an excuse for a day like Friday to happen. And we've said this before. Yeah. We're probably not completely out of the woods yet. When you have big volatility events like Friday, volatility tends to cluster. And you usually have a couple of those days before you sound the all clear. So yeah. we'll have to watch and see what happens. But it's not any justification to make any rash, emotional, quick decisions. Absolutely. And happy Hanukkah to all those celebrating. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, well, thank you, everybody. And we have a few days left to get your questions in for our annual firm and economic market update, which will be starting to film shortly. So email us at jmccarthy at focuswealthmgmt.com and we will see you again next week.